Welcome to the podcast. This is Tim Sayers. And this is Lisa Sayers. And this is... Not Just an Old Married Couple. Well, welcome to the very first podcast. Number one. Season one, episode one of many seasons. We have a multi-season deal with this subscriber. <laughs> we uh, hope. Well, yeah. Well, hopefully with you, you'll be around for a long time to listen to us. So I think first what we want to do is just introduce the podcast. What what are we wanting to accomplish, right? So the name's funny. Um, we've been married for 20 years, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but... You know, the name's sort of funny, but we also want to cover a lot of different things. Yeah, it's just not going to be just about us. And luckily for you, you're not just going to listen to us all the time. So uh, <laughs> our goal is to interview couples. It's all about couples. doesn't matter if it's a new couple, an old couple, married, not married, dating, to married 50-plus years, together 50-plus years, and not married. Right. Whatever type of couple... Uh, we're interested in learning about couples. So we want to understand all the different types of couples that are out there. And then we want to talk to couples in different stages of their life. Right. right? So, and, and anything that we talk about, don't think it's our advice on how you need to run your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You'll hear us say this a lot. We're, we're not a five-step plan on how to fix your marriage. Uh, go to a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're quite perfect. <laughs> Yeah. But this is just us telling our story and having other couples tell their stories uh, just to, to learn about the different types of marriages or relationships out there. Yeah, over the years, I think what we found is we're talking to other couples. It's interesting how we do things different than they would and they do things and, and their relationship is a completely different perspective. Absolutely. Um, so we want to talk to couples in different stages of their life and we're going to talk to couples in there for better and some that are in there for worse. Absolutely. And uh, if there's subjects that you would like to hear us talk about or interview people about, let us know. Um, we'll uh, announce our different uh, social media accounts at the end. Absolutely. And we want to hear feedback from you on our podcast. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, if you don't like the host, that might be difficult to change. <laughs> however, I ain't trading them in. However, we we certainly want uh, your feedback, and we want to cover subjects that are important. And you know, if there's something interesting in the news, we'll cover that. Um, and you know, you know, we want to cover you know subjects that are applicable to what's going on. So now, what I think what people might want to ask us is why why do you want to do a podcast? Why, why do you want to do a podcast, Lisa? Because we don't want to just be an old married couple doing nothing. <laughs> that is that is very true. Absolutely. I think uh, we're in a stage of our life where we're both wanting to uh, have a hobby, have an activity, uh, something to do that was fun, that was together, that was outside of just working and watching TV, watching TV or, you know, some other things. So you know, some people golf together, some people hunt together. Uh, we make podcasts. And we both love to listen to podcasts. I know you are you kind of have just gotten into them not long ago. Yes. Um, I've probably been listening to them for a year or so. Um, I, I know. I just like hearing about other people's lives. Yeah, we like talking to people. I, I like meeting people. So for us, I think it's a easy way for us to uh, walk into a podcast and be able to sit down with people and talk to them about what's going on in their life, hear their perspective on uh, their life and so that's why we wanted to do this podcast we want to talk about our love story now so this is your favorite part right it is my favorite part so this is something we're going to ask every couple right tell us about your love story yeah. so ours is going to be in depth right so you you're going to hear a lot about us we talk about someone else's love story. It might not be as in depth, just because right. um, you know we've got maybe some other things we want to talk with them about, uh, not necessarily just what their love story is. But uh, since you'll be talking, to, hearing from us every week, and uh, being able to listen in with us and get to know us more, we want to give you a really good basis, sort of, for what our story is. So, you want to start? All right, I'll tell you how we met, which was we met at church. At church. Yep. Um, Tim grew up in the First Baptist Church of Rensselaer. I grew up in the First Baptist Church of Wheatfield. Um, after I uh, got my own place down in Rensselaer, I was working at the newspaper. 
and it had not been to church on a regular basis for a few years. And my sister, Sarah, had moved to Rensselaer um, and probably had been living there quite a few. The boys were probably, what, seven, yeah, eight years like old? Um, so she asked me to go to church with her for Easter sunrise service. So I went, and it came time for special music, and this guy gets up to sing. And I look at my sister and mouth to her, why did you not tell me there was a cute guy at your church? And, of course, she tells me later, I never thought about it. You can't date him anyways. He went to college to be a, a preacher. <laughs> I said, what's that saying about me? Oh, your sister clearly did not have high, uh, high uh, confidence in you. So. <laughs> I guess not. So, anyways, that evening... Uh, my nephew, Ryan, was being baptized, so a lot of the family came and were sitting, and my sister-in-law, Diana, was sitting next to me, and came time for special music, and Tim gets up there to sing, and my sister-in-law kind of elbows me and says, do you see that guy up there? I said, yes, I already checked him out this morning. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't know if I necessarily, I mean, I, I probably knew, recognized who you were a few weeks down the road. I don't know if I ever told you. My mom had told me that, oh, I know someone who likes you. And I was like, oh, it's that Lisa girl, right? Because, <laughs> to be fair, there wasn't a lot of people there to right. know, to choose from. I mean, it was a relatively small church and not a lot of, So it was of, easy you know, for you to know yeah, who the new girl was? Yeah, 20-something singles. There weren't a whole lot of those shown up there. So it was pretty easy, right? So, <laughs> but anyhow, so we uh, went out on a date. Our first date was we a went movie. We to a movie. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember what it was? Um, let me think. It was oh, Jim you don't Carrey. Oh, you don't remember our first Tru date? Truman? The Truman Show. Truman Show. That's what it was. Truman Show. No, I knew that. I couldn't think of the name of the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we we go, I think I drove, didn't I? Yeah. 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 I, I was driving a dump of a car uh, back then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we go to the movies, and to me, a movie means soda and popcorn. Yeah. I, I was not a believer in the overpriced concession world, <laughs> and so... I didn't get soda or popcorn. I'm surprised I got a second date. Yeah, because my first thought was, wait a minute, we're walking past the concession stand. Where are we going? <laughs> we're going to watch a movie. That's what you go for. You go to watch a movie, right? Isn't that what you do? Yes, you do. And I don't, did we, do we even like hold hands or anything that first I, night? I don't think so. I don't no, think I don't so. Think I think so. we were both like super nervous. Yeah. So we, uh, so we dated for a little bit, and then, uh, then we took a break. <laughs> Tim calls it a break. I call it Tim's jerk days. I was discovering myself. <laughs> you and, yeah. and well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, when sort of in that world I was in, you know, small. You know, my parents wanted me to get married. My you know people at church. So there's just a lot of external pressure and a lot of people putting pressure and expectations on what the right. what the relationship could be and. I didn't want that. And so, you know, I said, well, I, I'm just getting out of this situation because I don't want to, I don't like the pressure. I don't like, you know, everyone having these expectations of me. Yeah, and I didn't have that much pressure. I mean, I always had my mom trying to say, you got to meet a nice boy in church. And <laughs> I'd be like, and she, the people she would think she'd want to set me up with, I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> Not going to happen. So then we... uh we went back, and it was probably another. I think I think we broke up in November, and I think you. That's right, because we went to we had tickets oh my for gosh. a. Yes. If you remember Gallagher, the comedian that smashes stuff, he's still around, but not as popular. Back then, he was really popular, and so we had bought tickets like two months ahead of time, and so we still have tickets for this thing. And I'd already made up my mind that listen, this is just too much for me. And I knew there was. It was just weird vibes. It, 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 it was, was a bad night. It was a bad night. It was. It wasn't. Neither of us were rude. You could just. But if you've ever been in that situation, <laughs> right, where you're in a relationship and you know it's just, 
it's time for it to end, or one of you wants to end it. You could just tell there's just there's tension in the air, right? I don't even know if we spoke hardly we, that night. We didn't night. speak a whole lot, and then no. and then we broke up like the next week. It so, was the most yeah. uncomfortable night. It was pretty uncomfortable. So, yes. but anyhow, so then six and at months, that point, I don't even think you had had you even kissed me yet. I don't remember. You were, I'm sure I had. You were yeah. a very slow mover. <laughs> a little, I was respectful. You were. Yeah, so. Uh, so anyhow, so so then we broke up and then we got back together. It was probably um, like the next May or June, I can't remember. Something like that, yeah. So so I think uh, you know, I was just in a stage of my life, of course I didn't tell my parents, didn't want them to know anything about it, mm-hmm. told them to stay out of it and if they'd ask, I'd tell them to it's none of their business. <laughs> yeah, so when uh me and my mom had went to pick up my sister from the airport and got back to her house and I called, and back then you had to call your answering machine, type in your code. Yeah, so for millennials, an answering machine <laughs> is not what not voice. It's like voicemail, but it's a machine they had attached to your phone, and you had to either wait till you got home to listen to your messages, yep. or you had to you could call your phone and type in a code, and it'd play back messages. Yep. So I checked my messages, and he had called, just kind of saying, "Hey, you know, just wanted to talk to you." And I hung up, and I I go, Mom, guess who called me? She goes, who? And, of course, she was not very happy with Tim Sayers at that point in time because he had kind of broke my heart. And I said, Tim Sayers. And she said, do not call him back. Aren't you glad that you didn't listen to her? I know. Yeah. And isn't she glad? She probably, she's okay with the decision. <laughs> so I called him back, and I remember your mom answered the phone because you were living at oh, home. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, didn't you say she was like... She's like, why is Lisa calling? She said, you called her? And, and so I just quickly, I just took the phone, said, uh, let's, let's get together and talk or something. I don't remember what I said. But it was very fast, right? Very fast, Very right? fast, very much, uh, hey... Let's just talk. And... and I remember you came over to my apartment, and and I remember we just sat, and I just kind of told you that how important my family was. Um, I, of course, you know now, back when we lived home, we spent a ton of time with family. Yep. Um, and told you if you were going to, you had to be all in. It was all of us or none of us. So let, let's give some context to what that means. All of us or none of us. Well, I come from, it's me, my my parents, I got two brothers, so it's family of five. Right. And my dad had two brothers. My mom, um, you know, her family had been sort of scattered around, and so that we really didn't see maybe one of her sisters, and that's it. Yeah. And so really, a, a family gathering might be 20 25 people. Where my family, I'm one of six kids. Um, of course, my mom and dad. My mom is one of six kids. My dad had an, a sister. Um, but we got together with a lot of people. And as, of course, as we got older, each kid got married. Uh, I was, I think I was the only one not married still. Um, there was already nieces and nephews. So, a small gathering at my mom and dad's house would be what at least thirty. Yeah, but back in then day, back in those days, a small gathering would probably been thirty five, forty. Yeah. The first family gathering was Memorial Day. Was oh, and it when, was huge. Yeah. And it it was so Helen used to have these huge Memorial Day parties, and there would be fifty, sixty, seventy. She would meet people in the butter lot, and this is not a lie. <laughs> the butter the aisle. Butter aisle, <laughs> and invite them to her picnic. <laughs> That is not a lie. When Helen hears this, she knows that's the truth. Uh, My mom knows no stranger. That's right. So, I mean, it's a huge, huge get-together. And here I am, and it's intimidating, right? And I'm a pretty confident, self-confident guy. Your brother was there, too. Yeah, I'm pretty outgoing, but there's just a lot of people there. Yeah. And so it took a while for me to sort of get into that whole big family thing. But, you know, it's fun. You know, in a big family, I'll tell you the difference between a big family and a small family. Small family... If you don't like your family, get together, suck. If you have a big family, there's always going to be people you like better than others. Especially when people get married, now there's another spouse. And so if you don't like the brother, you might like the brother-in-law. or And it just varies, right? And depending on the stage of your life, who you like, right? Who you connect with the most. So you can... 
the best thing about big families is you always find someone to have something in common with or to enjoy time with versus maybe with a small family sometimes it's tough. So uh, <laughs> You're sitting there going, when can I go home? That's right. <laughs> and many of you hearing this right now relate to that. <laughs> so anyways, we decided uh, we just kept dating and then we got engaged on... Actually, my dad's birthday, November 13th. I wish I could claim that I did that on purpose. I did not know it was your dad's birthday. <laughs> I didn't know that. Just it's an easy to be, way to remember it. It is now, but uh, yep. it happened to be the day uh, we got engaged. Yep. And uh, and so we were planning initially to get married the following Christmas. Yeah, like so like a December year and wedding. a month. Yeah. And then, you know, the longer we got... You know, the longer we went into it, we're like, why are we waiting? Now, we were both older. I was 25. I was 27. And just every night when he would leave the apartment, you know, we'd say our goodbyes. And it'd be like, only 300 and however many days till we get married and don't long. have to say goodbye. It was way too long. So we decided to move the wedding up to March. I'm sure there's people out there that were like whispering, they have to move the wedding up for a reason. <laughs> so on our 10th anniversary, we were like, we proved them wrong because we don't have kids. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We proved them wrong. Yes. We, we, uh, so, so we got married in March, and it was a nice wedding. Yeah, oh, I don't I think it. nothing real fancy, but it was, no. it was a nice wedding, and our families were there, and you know, the people that mattered to us. all the nieces and nephews that were there at the time. And Yep, yep. So we got married, then we went on our honeymoon, so we went to Seattle for 10 days and Las Vegas for four days. And back then, we were, um, we ne neither one of us had very much money. Yes, we had a good, I mean, we had a decent amount. We had but, saved up enough, we, for, yeah. You know, we weren't poor, but look, we, had a, we had a budget. We were honeymooning on a budget. We were in a hotel that had very thin walls, and the every night, probably what, about <laughs> two or three in the morning, yeah, yeah. we got to listen to our neighbor throwing up each night from being out partying too much yeah that and we weren't out partying with them we weren't really the partying no. type so but we remember had a great our time. remember our first day in seattle oh yeah we, we had we had overslept yeah we stayed up in maryville our first night and had to fly out early the next morning so we were on very little sleep we get to seattle and our room wasn't ready yet yeah we made a rookie mistake we didn't really think about Oh, yeah, the 6 a.m. flight's cheap. Okay, yeah, but we didn't think about, you're going to get to Seattle at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, and it's going to take them maybe an hour to get downtown to where we were staying. We are staying in what's called the Queen Anne District. So anybody from Seattle that's listening, that's, you know, where it was. And so we are down by the Space Needle. So you might take an hour. You get down there at noon, and... Their room's not ready. And, and so we... Shoved our luggage in a room there. You know, they let us put it in the storage room. And there we're walking around and we're exhausted. Yeah. We're like zombies. Yeah. So if you've been recently married or if you remember when you got married, that week before, there's just so much stuff to do. Yes. A lot of stuff, a lot of stress. And so... Trying to make sure everything's going to be perfect for the wedding and reception. Yeah. So we walked around and did a you know a little shopping and we were, and we were just exhausted. About 2 o'clock we go back and they say... Yeah, we got a room. We can get you in. So we go in into the room, and I think it was around three three thirty. We say Let, we're gonna take a nap. We go to sleep, and we don't wake up till the next day. <laughs> we woke up and it was dark out, and we were we we thought it was still the same day. Yeah, like it yeah. was just that evening. And then we find out, no, it's the next morning. Yeah, no, it's like 4 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> and so, uh, so anyhow, so we missed like a whole day uh, in Seattle just because we slept in. So we we started going doing going around doing stuff. It we, was a fun city. Just to, what we did the Space Needle, went down to yeah. the pier a lot. Yep. Remember the movie we saw at the... Um, I remember, yeah. Oh, the IMAX. The IMAX, yes. Oh, my goodness. I remember you got so sick. Oh, I remember I had, after we walked out, I had to sit down because I was dizzy. <laughs> uh, I laughed so hard about that, and that just cracked me. I don't know why it cracked me up, but it made, it made me laugh. Uh, we went down. They had, like, a huge theater downtown, so we rode the monorail from, oh, the, that was cool. from the Space Needle down to downtown, and we could walk around, so that was fun. And I think we went and watched a double feature movie that day. Yeah. I remember it was one of Madonna's movies. I don't remember which one. I Madonna made either. some movies back in the early 2000s. You can YouTube it or Google it and find out which one it was. But I anyhow, 
So we went and watched a couple movies, and then um, you know we would go and all these fabulous restaurants. Now we're in Seattle, and lots of seafood. And all my the fresh wife, seafood you could think my of. My wife doesn't at the time had not acquired any sort of taste for seafood. If it wasn't fried shrimp, I didn't eat it. So if it didn't come from Long John Silver, she didn't yes. think it was edible. <laughs> so, so we would go, and I'd have all these you know cool different dinners. And Lisa would have... If it, they didn't have fried shrimp, I had a hamburger. <laughs> and now I, like, could kick myself because I'm like, oh, if I could only go back and, you know, try... Of course, now I love grilled shrimp. Yeah. Um, I've tried scallops before. I'd still love to try so many yeah. other things. Yeah. So, so we had a great time in Seattle, you know, spent time up there. We spent a lot of time just... You know, just talking. Just talking. We there was this, uh, you know, um, little like cafe cafe area at the at the bottom of the Space Needle, and we'd sit there and just play cards and talk and, talk. and wa- people watch and you know people just, are probably like you play cards yeah, on your honeymoon. I but know. Yeah. For us, it was just well. I mean, it. among other things, we but we you know we played cards. Keep it clean, Sarah. We're, we're, it, it's a PG. FBG. So, uh, but yeah, so we played cards and, uh, we, but we went and did a lot of stuff. We went and watched a one woman, one woman play. Oh yeah, that was fun. She was a nun, if I remember right. Wasn't it nonsense? Nonsense, maybe something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but it was interesting. So it was like you were students in her class and so it was really funny. Well, we were both so busy with our work that it was just, like you said, it, it was a vacation, you know, not just a honeymoon. It was just our time just to breathe you know yeah. you were busy i was busy so it was like oh we get this whole two weeks two weeks, two weeks off of work and for us back then i mean yeah i don't know the last you know we hadn't taken two weeks ever off of work on a vacation i don't think i ever had yeah so that was nice and uh and so you know we did that and then we spent four days in vegas because my work needed me to go to a conference there and i remember when my boss at the time asked me i'm like i am not leaving my wife in Seattle to go to Las Vegas for a conference. And so he said, well, how about if I'll let you bring her and then you guys can stay a couple extra days and, you know, do it that. It was and so then, fun. And so it was really nice. We had, uh, we stayed at this place and we had like this sort of loft condo hotel room. It was fancy for, for us. It was yeah, really fancy. Had, uh, upstairs where the bed was, downstairs was a living room. So it was really nice. It was uh, cool. And we had a we had a good time. I I didn't have to do too many things with the conference. Yeah, and my uh, aunt know. and her family lived in California, and uh, my aunt was able to come home for the wedding, but the rest of the family wasn't. So they uh, drove. I think they drove out, didn't they? Yeah. And meet us for maybe like a night. Yeah, I think they just came so, out for one day and we met them. Because you had never met anybody but Aunt mm-hmm. Betty, had you? No, no. So I met yeah, the rest so of the family. Yeah, so gave him an opportunity to get to know them and. We had a good time, and yeah, so we got to walk the strip, and yeah. you know, all the sort of Vegas type things, and do that. And I, you know, gamble a little, which I still hate doing. I hate, I hate gambling money. Now I'll play poker because that's a game of skill, not a game of chance. But a, a slot machine does nothing for me. I know, it's, I, I'm the, I like to play the poker machines. Yeah, and the the cheap ones like yeah. the penny machines or the five cents. Yeah. <laughs> I struggle with that. Just we'll to, take our twenty you know. bucks and do it, and then we're done. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, so we had a good time there. I got to go see a bunch of different stuff. Remember the Eminem place? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you had this, cool. they call it a 4D movie. So it had not only like the visual 3D, but then also sort of atmospheric things that would happen. Like they're in a wind tunnel in the waters where like, air is blowing and all sorts of different stuff. And in one scene, like all these worms start coming after you. And they had this thing that like blew on your ankles. And you thought they were crawling on and you. And your aunt scream bloody murder <laughs> like it was so loud it was Goodness. outrageously funny but it was fun and then we we flew back and we had just enough money to get our car yes. out of parking barely we had i think it was 120 dollars <laughs> to get it out of long-term parking and we had 125 dollars left <laughs> to get home so we spent every piece of cash we had on that trip it was a lot of fun we've always so remembered you know it was so worth it so it was a great time for our, our honeymoon. And so yeah. then we get back and, you know, life starts, right? Your your relationship starts. You sort of get into a normal routine. 
And for us, that meant moving out of her apartment up to a house up in closer to my work. I was working up in Gary, Indiana at the time. Well, luckily, we were already set up at the new house. Because remember, uh, Mom and uh, Diana went up and kind of got it all set up for us with all the wedding gifts. And so we were able to come home and just live. Yeah, and that was good because we got home on like Sunday at like 8 o'clock or something like that. And we had to be at work the next morning. And that, that gave us a good lesson in you need a buffer day on your vacation. Yes. A buffer day when you get home. So To but, have a vacation from your vacation. That's right. Uh, don't come home at Sunday night at 10 and, and think you're going to be okay the next morning. <laughs> you're just, it's a so rough we, day. We lived up in Griffith, Indiana, which was closer to Tim's work, for how many months? Like eight months or so. Eight. And then um, we got the opportunity to live in my Grandma Myers' house um, for a while until we bought our first home. And that is in the thriving metropolis of Wheatfield. What, Grandma's house? Yes. Yes. And then we bought our house in Rensselaer, Indiana. Yep. And... I remember when we bought that house. It's a small three-bedroom, like a 1,000 square foot. And for us, it was perfect. Again, no kids. Right. But I remember when we bought that house, you told me, this is going to be our forever home. I know. I did. (laughs) I thought I would... Never leave Jasper County. Oh, we'll get to this in a minute, but this is our sixth state, so we'll yeah. go through the chrono- chronological order for you. But yeah, it's uh, it wasn't our forever home, so no. I, I it I still cracks me up whenever we talk about her thinking that. <laughs> but it's a great. We had great neighbors. We loved our neighbors, yeah, and we lived down the street from your brother. Yep. My sister lived down the street the other way. Yeah, um, it, it was, was really nice. Really nice. We had the our my nephews Robert and Ryan did our mowing and oh yeah, you know our little mowing boys and. Um, just, I wish we could pay mowing what we paid them. Oh, I know that would be awesome. That'd be really nice. But we lived there for seven years. Seven years and yeah, it was it was a really great house for us. Yeah, it was a great starter home, uh, and so you know my work at the time I had uh, left my first company went to a bigger company and. And we had made a decision that we were going to start moving to move up in the organization. So, and it's sort of like was this. So I knew. So let me just do it from my perspective. When you say moving, I thought we're moving to Maryville. Maybe we'll move to Mantino, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. So, not far. Yeah. So, you know, my concept of moving was I could live anywhere, right? So in college, I had lived in, I went to college in Missouri. After that, I lived in New Mexico for about eight, nine months. So I could live anywhere and be happy. So we moved to Maryville, Indiana to an apartment behind the mall. And he came home one day and said, you know, they're talking about possibilities of me being able to, you know, move up in the company a little bit or um, you know, to get in some different jobs there. And said, you know, what's, let's talk about moving. You know, how, how far are you willing to go? And in my head, this is never going to happen. So sure, I'll talk about it. I will move a radius of four to five hours from my family. Yep. From my mom and dad. And how many days later? So that was, I don't know, probably midweek, one week. The next week I was traveling for work. And on that Friday, I'm sitting on a plane in California getting ready to fly back. I was out there helping an account, flying back. And my boss calls me and says, hey, this opening just happened. We want you to be take that role. And it's in only Illinois, which is far southern Illinois. Um, it's a small town, about 8,000 people. So a lot like Rensselaer. And so... I go home and I tell Lisa, and she just was stunned. I was devastated. <laughs> I cried. I was so upset. I oh, because then the realization set in. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You thought you, you know, be honest. You thought you were just being a good wife. Saying, I did. I thought eh, it's not going to happen. So sure, I'll talk about so it. So rule number one in your relationship: don't lie to your <laughs> to your to your. Uh, no, mate. I just I really never thought, especially within a week. I'm thinking down the road, you right. know? Yeah. So that, you know, I'd never lived far from, I mean, my parents lived in Wheatfield. I lived in Rensselaer. That was the farthest. Well, until we moved to Griffith, that was an yeah. hour away, but. Well, yeah. And there's some statistic that the majority of Americans live within like 
30, 40 miles of where they grew up. You know, like 75% of Americans do that. You know, and, and that's common for a lot of people. And for us, I think we just, we just didn't go that path. So we broke the news to my mother, or I did, and she was just as devastated. <laughs> she was not happy with me that day. We, and my mom and I used to meet, I think it was like on a Wednesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, when we were still living in Rensselaer, yeah. and every Wednesday night we'd meet at Schnick's in Wheatfield and have our, we'd share an Italian beef and green beans, that was our dinner. And so one night Tim met with us, and he said, I hear you're not very happy with me. Yeah, so I say, I hear you're not really happy, and she goes, I don't want to talk about it. And she, she sure gets this, she gets her jaw really set <laughs> and she's like i don't want to talk about it and i said well at the time the company i worked for had an office in china i said well i could move her to china and she just sort of looked at me and she goes well, i i will find her no matter where she is <laughs> and and it was sort of over yep. and uh so we moved yep and my first few days there of course you're sitting amongst boxes yeah i didn't have a job yet in fact, I wasn't even planning on getting a job at first. Right. Um, he's working a lot. Um, I I think I caught a cold, so you I was did. sick, missing my family. And I remember just sitting in my recliner, watching VCR movies, just crying. Yeah. Because I was just, you know, just you're sick, you're sad, you're oh, it was horrible. Yeah, and so I remember coming home, and she was that way, and I was like, I'll tell you what, I'll go get my notice tomorrow. We'll move back home. We'll figure it out. And she's like, no, no, don't yeah, do that. Yeah, I was that. like, but nope, I, I'll be fine. I, I was, I'll tell you, I, God's honest truth, I would quit. And you I know you would have, yeah. I, I would have quit the next day. Yep. But I knew I would be fine. It was just, it was hard to get used, you know. Yeah. You're used to just calling mom, being yeah. 20 minutes and, away. And I think and, in that early times of moving away, probably the hardest thing was when, Everyone would have these impromptu get-togethers that we used oh, to yeah. go to or impromptu meals out. And yep. you're just like, oh, that's what I miss. Well, we were in our family bunko club. We played cards, yeah. you know. it's We'd play games at Sarah's. We'd play cards at Neil and Dye's or have dinner with everybody. And, yep. you know, they always got together, you know. Yeah. Especially way back then when mm -hmm. the kids were smaller. And, and I was missing the kids. Yeah. That so, was hard. So it, it was definitely an adjustment period. It but, was. You know, I think we, we figured it out. You eventually got work, decided you wanted yeah, to go to work. I d and... Well, I just, I was bored. Yeah. Because I had never. I, I remember since when you called school. me to say you applied for a job. And I, and I was uh, traveling, uh, work training session, and I, I'm sitting there, and she goes, well, I applied for a job. I said, hold on. You should tell me to sit down before you tell me those types of things. <laughs> yeah, because we, we got there in November, and I went and interviewed for this job, like, in early March, I think. Yeah, something like that. And I remember I did the interview, and then I was going to drive home to visit with the family. Right. And on my way there, I got the call that I got the job. Yeah. It was that quick. And it was just a part-time job, but it gave me something to do right. than to just sit and be lonely. Yep. And then I was able to make friends and, you know. Yeah, we, yeah, we had a nice time we there. We love living in Illinois. Yeah, we, yeah. we had a good group of friends there. We had a group that played cards every month. Um, you know, so we just had a, you fun. know, it's nice. We had, a, you know, stuff to do. Um, I, I missed the rent there. It was $550 oh a month. For a three-bedroom, seventeen hundred square foot house, and remember, and they people mowed the yard, it, and they yeah. mowed the yard, and scraped the sidewalk if and when it ever snowed down there. And people there thought that was outrageously. Yeah, expensive. they couldn't believe we spent that much in rent. We're yeah. like, this is cheap. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So, uh, so we lived there uh, for five and a half years, and then we moved up to Iowa. To Muscatine, Iowa, which yep. is up by the Quad Cities. And I really love living there, too. I mean, Muscatine was great. I love, you know, the Quad Cities were so close. Yeah. Um, we had a dinner theater we went to up in yep. the Quad Cities. That's probably one of the best ones out there. We loved it. And, and I was able to still work for my same company. Yep. Just set up a home office part-time. Yeah. I saw a lot of movies between <laughs> Olney and, <laughs> and Illinois. Yeah. Or in Iowa. Yes, you saw a lot of movies. Yes, I loved going to the movies. I think, I'm not sure it's at the movies. I know there's been times you've went just for popcorn. 
Maybe there has been times. <laughs> I know there has been. So we do lived. You re- in, do you yeah. remember what happened in Iowa when I called you because a police officer stopped me? Oh yeah, I yeah. got stopped because my uh, window tent. My window tent was too. I remember when we got those installed. I got window tent installed <laughs> in my car first, and I got it at the legal limit. You I got want yours. A darker. She's like, I want it darker. It isn't dark enough. I said, okay. And, and in Indiana, it was fine. No, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. No, oh. it wasn't okay there either. And I'm not a law. I'm not a rule breaker. You are and not. I broke the rules. So she but called me. <laughs> I called him, and I'm like, I just got stopped. And I started singing the theme to cops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I was like, it's not funny. Oh, and she's crying and she's mad at me. And I was like, all right. So, yeah, so that was funny. So then we moved to. Uh, so then we moved to Erie, Pennsylvania. Yep. And we were out in Erie for two years. Yep. I will tell you in Erie, the, the summers are the most beautiful summers. Right off the lake, gorgeous. Do you remember oh, when goodness. we first went to see if we wanted to go there? Yeah. For you to interview for right. the job? And remember all the snow was oh, so high yeah. in front of the houses? Yeah, the snow. So we we had a realtor set up to show us houses to rent, buy, all these different stuff. And we had some apartment complexes and condos, and we ended up renting a condo. But I remember we, we were driving past these houses, and, I mean, you couldn't see the front of the houses. And I, I just looked at the guy and go, what the heck am I going to do with all that snow? Yep. He's like, oh, well, people just figure it out. I mean, I'm like... No, I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. I, I want nothing to do with that. That is not in my uh, uh, skill set or skill set that I would like to acquire. Yeah, we found out quickly we weren't that fond of snow. No, and it snowed a lot. It did. Remember yeah. that one weekend my brother Neil and his wife Di were there, and we got 25 inches that weekend, and my yeah. brother was in heaven. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, you know, just the snow was, inc- I mean, it just happened every day. I mean, that's just the the thing is that it just snow almost like every day for two weeks. And yep. So we lived there for just two years. Two years. So we and had then, two winters there, but the summers were beautiful. Oh, summers oh, were great. Absolutely gorgeous summers. Um, you know, you just absolutely love. We just weather. go. There were nights we'd just go sit by the lake in yeah. our car and watch just, the yeah, watch the sunset, watch and, the birds, and oh yeah, it was beautiful out there. Yeah. So, so that was great. Um, and then we moved to Omaha, Nebraska. These and these, by the way, these are all for work. Uh, yeah. Work related. Some were changes of companies. Some were intercompany transfers. But, um, so then, I moved, we moved to Omaha, Nebraska. And yeah, we had uh, to live in a, a hotel, hotel for, for a month. month. So you, that was the first place. You never even went there. No, it was. And I had been out there for an interview and I was in Omaha for a grand total of about 12 hours. Yeah. And I, it was a blind move for me. Had yeah. no idea. So we just got a hotel and we stayed at, what in a residence in by Marriott? Yeah, it was a really nice. It was very nice. People I was able there to nice. set up my office in there and work. Yep. Yep, you're working from home for another company, and yep. so you, you know, it was nice. Um, and so we were able to, uh, you know, do that and found a nice apartment there in Omaha. Yeah. And so. And, and Omaha was great, but it was either super, super hot and muggy. Yeah. Or snowy or icy. Yeah, it was really. It felt like those were the two seasons. Yeah. Not a lot of in between, really yeah. extremes. You know, you go in, you know, March, it'd be cold, you know, 30, 40s. And then by late April, it's 80, 90s and humid. Yeah. And you're just, you know, there might be two good weeks. It's miserable. Yeah. Well, and so you didn't spend a lot of time outside when it was super hot. Not a lot of that time when it was super cold. And so, uh, but I would say they had great restaurants. Oh, that a lot was of, the most fabulous part. A lot of stuff, lot yeah. of stuff to, to do there. Um, you know, a lot of places to eat, unique restaurants, not just a bunch of chains. So a lot of really cool stuff, but um, that was, you know, it was, it was an interesting place, that's for sure. I think, you know, if you like the weather and you like Four Seasons or... Maybe... I'm, I'm glad we experienced it, yeah. but I was glad when it was over, too. Yeah. So then I, uh, I, I got the opportunity to move to Texas. And so now my wife is not a person who likes heat. Oh, I hate to be hot. I hate to sweat. I know she, you hate the word hate, and I just she, said she it a whole lot. She gets really, really angry when it's hot. I do. She gets a bit grouchy. She's a little difficult to handle. <laughs> is that a very polite way to say? Yes, it is. She's uh, So she doesn't like that at all. No. So when he came home and said, 
what do you think about Texas? I said, no way, not going to happen. But Tim knows me well enough. Give me a day. Let me think on it. And the next day I was like, I'm willing to go check it out. So we drove down. And so we were going to go house what, hunting. June. Yeah. Early so it's, June. it's early June. It's Texas. It's 100 degrees. You know, it's probably upper 90s. So and I came prepared. <laughs> I had a cooler with ice packs and washcloths to wet myself down so I wouldn't... Put around your neck. Put around my neck. Oh, yeah. I didn't even have to pull anything out. It was... I mean, it was hot. Yeah. But it was... You didn't sweat. Yeah. I mean, it humid. does get humid every now and then if we get it's rain. It's going to rain, yeah. But otherwise, there's always a breeze. Yeah. Sometimes too much of a breeze. It gets very windy here. Yeah. But I was like, oh. Because he kept telling me, it's a dry heat. And I was like, whatever. So, and I was like, wow, this is different kind of heat yeah. than the Midwest. So, we moved to Texas. Yeah, so we bought a house, moved to Texas, and, uh, you know, so we've been been here ever since. Since July and, of 2018. Yeah. So far. So, it's been here almost two years. Yeah. So, coming up on two years this summer. Yeah. So, we've, uh, you know, all that, you know, is... That's our story. That's uh, where we've been. And through it all, you know, no kids. So, you know, we didn't have to worry about changing schools and all these other difficult things that if you're married and have children, you've moved for work or whatever reason, you know, those are all painful things to deal with. And I never had to move as a kid. I mean, my parents still live in the same home that yeah. I was came home to as a newborn. And right. you moved a few times once. once for, did you have to change schools? Uh, no, no, I still, so you were still in the same school. So I think that makes a big difference. I mean, I'm, I mean, there's lots of kids that do it, but I'm glad I didn't have to. And I was fortunate in all those moves that you are my partner in life because my wife is super detailed. She took care of all the bills, all the electric, all, you know, all the changes and 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 I would just come home and she'd have this list. All right, here's the six things you need to do for me. I need this, 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 and done. You've got to be here for this. You need to make time for this. And so that was always helpful when we moved that I didn't have to worry about it. When we bought our house here, we weren't even here for the closing. Yeah. We weren't together either. Yeah. We, yeah, we were in different States at the time. I was working in Georgia on assignment and you were in, in Omaha. Omaha. And so, yeah, so they sent a notary public to me out in Georgia. I signed the paperwork. Then they, they sent it to Omaha, it to Omaha for you. And then they sent it here for the closing. And the lady came up to the apartment to have me sign the papers. And yeah, it was the craziest closing of a house I'd ever experienced. Yeah. It was quite the, quite the craziness. And then we moved here July 4th. And about, about not having kids. Um, it was a choice we made, not right at the yeah. beginning. I mean, we, we never, we didn't get married thinking we're never going to have kids. Hmm. Um, we got to our mid thirties, probably mid to late thirties. And Tim said one day, he said, you know, if you want to have a kid, we probably need to decide and do it soon, you know, before we get older. And what'd you tell me? Don't. Yeah. I said, I don't want you to answer now. I just want you to think about, I don't want you to be bitter. Five years from now that we never had kids or 10 right. years from now that we never had kids. And um, and so, you know, I told her, don't answer me now. Just take your time and think about it. Yeah, so a few weeks later, we were back in Indiana visiting family. And we're sitting, uh, having breakfast at my mom and dad's house. And it, my mom and dad have a great big table. And it was me and Tim and then my sister Jamie's kids. And there was, let's see how many, four girls. And was Grant born yet? Mm, maybe not. And if he was, he was real little and probably sitting in a high chair or something. And and they, I mean, they were being good kids, but kids are loud. Everybody knows that. They're messy and they're sitting there just, you know, we're just conversating between all of them. And, and as I'm sitting there thinking, holy cow, this is crazy. You know, yeah. all these, the loudness, the messiness. And I just looked at Tim, and without even saying why, I just said, the answer is no. (laughs) And I knew what she meant immediately. She didn't say, remember that conversation? Remember that question? She just looked at me, and she goes, the answer is no. (laughs) (laughs) I love my nieces and nephews, 
but I also love when I get home, whenever we would come home from family, we'd sit in the house and Tim would go, do you hear that? And I'd be like, what? And he'd say, nothing, just quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so we don't have kids, uh, but we got a bunch of nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. And and love them all and and talk to all of them. They they range in ages of the nieces and nephews from 30 down to 10. He'll be 10 this year. And then the great nieces and nephews, the oldest is... Four and a half, and, and the newborn. youngest is yeah almost newborn. Yeah, and there will be another newborn in August. Yeah, so one little bo- no, how many boys do we have? Three boys. Three boys. And there will be four girls four of the girls. great nieces and nephews. So we are, you know, really happy with that. Obviously, so, but that's uh that's our that's our love story. That's our love story. So. Again, we appreciate you listening to that. We hope it gives you some context for who we are, uh, for uh, how we we are together. And so we want to make sure that as we start this journey down this podcast, and we hope you enjoy it, that uh, you listen to our story and that you can relate to our story. Well, the next thing I want to talk about is why we're different. Why is our podcast different? There's a lot of married podcasts out there. Right. And I think a lot of them are, they're focused on young marriages, right? So if you Google top 10 marriage podcasts, almost all of them are newly married couples, um, you know, and that's great uh, that they're doing that. But we're we're not doing that. Yeah, we want to hear more about, we will have some newlyweds on. But we also want to talk to the ones who've been married for a really long time and, you know, how their love story has evolved through the years. Yeah, because if, if you've been married 15 years and you're listening to a new married podcast, it might be interesting to hear about that couple or what they're going through. But it doesn't really probably apply to your day-to-day life. And we want, I like things that are practical applications. Um, I think we touched on this earlier. You know, we're... We're going to talk to people and hear what they have to say. Um, and to be honest, we're not going to give advice. We're, we're, this Especially about children. <laughs> yeah, this is not a five-step plan. In our love story, you didn't hear anything about kids. We don't have kids. Yeah, we do not have children. So we are not going to. I learned early, early on, people do not want to get advice from, about how to raise their kids from someone who doesn't have children. <laughs> and we, we don't have children. Uh, we have 18 nieces and nephews and Six great nieces and nephews, number, number seven, seven on the way. Number seven's on the way. Uh, and it's going to be a girl, and I'm voting for Timelina. <laughs> you have voted for that name for every niece or nephew. Every niece, every nephew, Tim. Yeah, but right. So far, so I've had far, seven, none. six disappointments. We'll see if number seven's going to be another disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I would prepare myself because I think you'll be disappointed. I need a therapist at this point. <laughs> That's what I need. So, what we're different by is we want to talk to couples about issues they're facing, the, the joys, the successes they're facing. You know, uh, we, we just want to talk to all different types of couples, right? Um, and so, you know, it's not really about one small segment of uh, the time of life or the t- season of life that they're in. We really want to spend time walking through the good and the bad. I mean, there's couples who have struggled with. Uh, Maybe a spouse has cheated or a loss of a child. Um, there's just so yeah. many things that people go through, even with raising kids. Yeah. Oh, you're an empty nester. Now what? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, we've. you probably know someone who's struggled after that or transitioned very well. We want to talk to both sets to really understand, you know, how that journey affected them. Right. We're only at 14. 
Welcome to the marriage news section. So this is all about couples news, marriage news, anything in the world. Could be funny stories, could be weird stories, could be laws, could be finance news, whatever it is, right? It could be anything about the news in the world of, um, uh, in the world. So I have a great story for you today. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So this man, Bruce McConville, he's 55 years old. He's a businessman from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Okay. okay. So if you if you don't know where Ottawa is, it's over the river from Detroit, Michigan. Him and his wife are getting married or getting a divorce, and he burned 1.5 million dollars. Why did he burn it? Burn it to avoid having to give money to his wife. Holy cow! Burned. One point. Now, so, so pretty much he disliked this woman so, so much. much that he was willing to even make himself not have any money so that she couldn't have any money. Correct. So he took cash out of six different bank accounts, over 25 withdrawals, and on top of that, he kept receipts. <laughs> to prove that he did Maybe it. he's going to write it off on his taxes. I don't know how Canadian <laughs> law works. Maybe someone there. But on September 23rd, September 23rd he burned... $1.1 million in a barrel behind his house. And did he get in trouble for this? I mean, and, oh, and then on December 15th, 440000 So the judge, they find out what he's done, they arrest him, and they sentence him to 30 days in prison. And what in was jail. the charge? Uh, you know, it said, it doesn't say what his charges were, That's but it crazy. should be illegal to burn $1.5 million. But so the judge was, especially in the court proceedings, was furious at him about why would you do that to your children? Right. Right. Why would you do that? So when you get mad at your spouse or your partner, just think, are you mad enough to burn a million and a half dollars? No. That's crazy. Now, that is true hatred. I mean, and he said he did it out of frustration. He was so frustrated not because he was necessarily just trying to hide the money, but because he was so frustrated with how things were going and, and how she was acting, to him at least, right? right? And who knows, maybe she was frustrated too, but she had more sense than not burn that, a million and a half dollars. That's one thing that you dollars. need to take a few days and think about it before yes. you act. So, so I know we say we don't give advice, but I'll give this advice on our podcast. What's that? If you are so furious, you want to burn a million and a half dollars, Please send it to us. <laughs> we'll take care of it for him. We'll take your money. <laughs> All right. This is the portion of the podcast where we're going to ask 10 questions of whatever couple we're talking to. But first, we're going to start with each other. So, first question. If money were no object... What would your dream vacation be, Oh, I, I know. I've been talking about this for probably two years. Turks and Caicos. I want to go there. I don't know why. I saw a commercial or something. I want to go to Turks and Caicos. And what do you want to do there? Just I want to get a hut over the ocean. Now, someone told me one time that they aren't there, but I don't know if they are not. I want that hut that's over the ocean. I think they do have them. Yeah. That's what I want to do. My what? dream vacation would just be put me in a fancy hotel and let me just relax in a hut over the ocean <laughs> and we, we're hotel. both of us we're both happy <laughs> all right so i'll do your vacation you do mine all right so number two if there is no chance of failure so what would your dream job be um i think for me i would want to write a book Write a book like a like a romance novel because you know that's my favorite with fabio on the cover no no. Are you sure? All right. Positive. Positive. All right. What would yours? Be? Uh, I think I would want to. I would want to be a singer. Yeah, you know, I just. I, I, you You'd know. be good at it. You have yeah. a great voice. I keep telling you to. I'm not that good. Oh. Uh, yeah, I would be the guy to get zero chair turns on on the voice, <laughs> and and I'd be the guy that gets booted out on American Idol. You know when I when you sing, I love to just. Watch it and I just sit and Get all smile. dreamy. I do. Yeah, all, right, all right. All right. Next question. If you knew your next meal was going to be your last, what would you want it to be? Oh, man. You know, I love macaroni and cheese. 
and I know people out there are going to think this is the stupidest thing. I, okay, would it be Kraft macaroni oh, and cheese yeah. or Instant Pot? Oh, Lisa's now, recipe oof. macaroni and cheese. You know what? Since it's my last meal, I'm going to have both. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's yours? Mine would be prime rib from Joe Root's Grill in Erie, Pennsylvania. I know. It makes me so sad. So you're going to have to reopen that. I love that. Mm. But prime rib is my all-time favorite meal. All-time favorite. Oh, and let me tell you, it. as we've moved, you've heard us tell our story. As we've moved around, every place we go, we have to find a new prime rib, and it can be exhausting. Oh. But... She loves it. I've always, I've usually been able to find a good one. Yeah. Usually. All right. What is your favorite fast food restaurant? Oh, goodness. I would have to say Burger King. Yeah. They have the greatest burgers. You the know Whopper. what? I am, oh. I am a Burger King fan. I think maybe right now the reason why we love it so much is there's very few in Dallas. Right. So, so we, we live in the Dallas metro often. area. So there's, there's some around, but not where we live, right? No. And so, We're supposed to be getting one, though. Well, that's a vicious rumor we'll that see if we still hasn't one. come true. But I think that might be... I worked at Burger King in high school for two and a half years. And so, and I never got tired of it over the years. I still love eating You know, I never worked Burger at King. a fast food place, but never? I think it would be so fun. It, it's a great place. I that's do. another subject for another day. I think every kid should work at a fast food restaurant. It teaches you a lot. Okay, here's a good one for you, Tim. Thinking just about me, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, Easy, hands down, complaining about my driving. Oh, you! Honey, I will tell you. You don't stay on the road. I stay on the road. You you go like this. You look to Who the left. Who has and more you traffic move to the citations? <laughs> Me, because that's Case because I get caught closed. speeding. But I don't speed anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't. Okay. My what? biggest pet peeve. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Currently. Because it just happened the other day, and I so appreciate you doing folding the towels and putting them away. I do. It was one less thing I had to do. I've had. I just started a new job. I'm busy at work, in training. But when I opened the cabinet that night to get a washcloth to wash my face, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is a hot mess." You because know, because I'm so picky about how stuff. I'm like OCD in ways. Well, that could be a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> but, but for I, this week, that's I, my pet peeve. So this week, folks, I'm not folding the towels. But I have so many other things. Oh. No, you said one. I know. That's it. That's it. You oh. can save it for another day. I'm going to make a list. Yeah. God. <laughs> Lord help me. All right. If you had one day left to live, what would you do? Spend time with you and my family. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah. It, to me, this is a pretty easy one. It's it's spend family. I think in the future, when we ask this of other couples, we should say, aside from spending time with family, yeah. what would you do? So, what would you do? Aside from spending time with family, one last day, I know what you'd do. You do? Yep. Go to the movies? Yep. So you could eat popcorn. <laughs> uh, what would you do? Oh, my goodness. If it you didn't know. include spending time with me or your family. Um, I might go golfing. Yeah. I, I love to golf. So some, something like that. And you like hardly that. ever get yeah. to go. So. Yeah. So something like that. I like that. All, All right. right. Which would you rather have? A rewind button or a pause button on your life? So how far do I have to rewind? Whatever you want. Hmm. You know, I, I think personally, I think I like just a pause button. I like the space, the stage of life we're in. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not new in the relationship you're not bitter in a relationship and you know our life's relatively good right yeah. i mean god's been good to us and you know and so you know a pause button would be nice right now but yeah. i think for sometimes you think oh i wish i could rewind well there's five years yeah there's times you'd like to go back and experience something again yeah. i mean we've had a lot of great moments in our life that yeah you know it'd be like oh i would love to go do that again but yeah. i'm you know i do love where we are yeah all right, so what's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? Gosh, I don't know. Mm. Mine is clean your plate. Oh, that is a bad one because my yeah. dad hates to see food thrown away. And when you and I first started dating, we oh, went yes. to 
uh, over, I can't, it was a truck stop in Roselawn. Uh, some buffet. Me, you, mom, and dad were sitting and eating. My eyes are always bigger than my stomach. I get too much food. And I remember I was like, I am stuffed and cannot eat another bite. And my dad, of course, I'm 26 years old. I still got lectured <laughs> for not, you know, they're starving children. And Tim's sitting there with food on his plate. That I don't want. He, I could tell he was <laughs> done. And he just tries to nonchalantly put a napkin over his plate. And, of course, Mom and Dad see him, and they start laughing so hard. I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> I was worried about getting yelled at. I'm trying to impress the new parents of my wife. Or, uh, my, my, you know, hopefully one day my wife, right? Yep, and, yep. Oh, my goodness, yeah. So, so your advice? What, what would you think? Uh, I would agree. I mean, the I think because we always had to clean our plates. Yeah. Well, yeah. So if you got advice five years to ago to problems. buy, buy Sears stock, that was probably bad advice too. So, all right what what did you want to do when you what did you want to be when you grew up? Talk talk about when you were a little kid. What was the first thing little you remember? Kid, I don't remember. What was the first thing you remember you wanted to be? The first thing I can remember wanting to be. Was like in my babysitting days. I did a lot of babysitting days. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to be a nanny. <laughs> ironic. We have no children. Which is ironic. But if you ask my family of all of us kids, I'm the one they would have expected to have probably the most kids. Yeah. And Jamie is the one with the most kids. All right. So, um, but I I mean I've always loved kids. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to be until I got into high school, then it was always about business, you know, mm -hmm. like secretarial, you know, things like that, administrative assistant. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a cat farmer. <laughs> and your wife is allergic to cats. I know. Ironic. So, yeah, I wanted, I I would go play like it was a business. So it was always business related growing yeah. up, but that was the first thing I like succinctly remember that I wanted to be when I grew up. That is funny. Didn't know that they don't exist. <laughs> But that's well, okay. How many I was going to be a pioneer in my field. How many of our nieces and nephews have said they want to be like a dolphin trainer or, you know, something <laughs> like that? Yeah. It's you, so funny. If you want something fun, every year on your kid's birthday, you know, as, as soon as they can talk, ask them what they want to be when they grow up and write it down. And then yeah. on their 18th birthday, go back through those that with them. That would be fun. That, that would be very funny. Yeah. All right. On a scale of 1 to 10, how strict were your parents? 10 being the worst. Depends on if you're talking about mom or dad. So you were mom. Mom was strict, and mom knew. But she wasn't Uber. Not strict. Uber. No. So she's a. I'd say a seven. Seven. Okay. But mom, mom would find out if you did something wrong. Yeah. Unless it was shooting a BB gun and breaking the car window. <laughs> that she never knew. But I mean, my mom was a bus driver, so if you did something wrong in school, she heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it was just... She knew all your friends. You were afraid of mom. Yeah. Which I think it's good for kids to have a healthy yeah. fear of their parents. Now, Dad and Jamie will say the same thing. Jamie would always say, just cry, you'll get your way. Because <laughs> he'd finally be like, whatever, you know. And Or if Dad was home with us kids, Mom didn't leave us a lot. But, like, if she played Bunko or something... Um, and dad was home with us before the boys were old enough to watch us. Um, you know, we'd be wrestling or, you know, just, it'd be chaos sometimes. But as soon as somebody got hurt, dad would say, that's enough. It's over. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> so in my, my house growing up, my, my parents were at nine, very strict, came from a very strict conservative family, um, Loving family, but it was very strict, right? We had lots of rules, lots of do's and don'ts, and, you know, but very strict household growing up. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Our, like I said, our, ours was strict, but yet not, like, overly. Because yeah. we got Moms, older. I always felt like the rule was, instead of innocent until proven guilty, we were guilty until you could prove you were innocent. Oh, yeah, that doesn't happen nowadays. <laughs> most Most kids are innocent until forever all right last question all right if you could go anywhere in the world where would it be oh you know me i have a desire to go to a lot of places in the world i i really think i'd like to go to london would be like number one and why you know i just always wanted to go there you know I we speak the same same language true i would want to go with you do you know why why 
Why would I want to go to London? Oh, gosh. To see the Royals. I, I want to meet Kate and William. You're not going to meet Kate and William. <laughs> they may listen to I our wanna, podcast, though. That's my dream guest for our podcast. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be super open and honest. I'm sure they'll call right in. Absolutely. You can hey, give us a call. Lisa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? See, I don't have a big desire to travel so outside anywhere. of the country. It, it, well, the U.S. is part of the world. So you could go anywhere in the U.S. I mean, we've always talked about it would be so beautiful to go on a cruise to Alaska. Yeah. Even though I've never been on a cruise and I'm scared to. A girl the other day at work, we had to answer questions getting to know each other. And she's like... Ever since I saw Titanic, I ain't going on no cruise. <laughs> but I would just, I it just sounds so beautiful there. Right. And I would probably love the weather. Yeah. At a certain time of year, it would be cool enough. Sure. You know, so that would be fun to do. And so hopefully someday we'll get to. All right. Well, that's it for our 10 questions. We hope you've enjoyed them. We're going to be asking those 10 questions. If you have a better question... Let us know. Yeah, we're willing to change them up. We can uh, always change them, and uh, you know things evolve and and iterate into different uh, forms as we go through this process. We thank you for listening to our first podcast today. We hope you had a good time. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed our ramblings of our love story. Lots of rambling. We're good at that. <laughs> so we talked about, hey, what type of podcast are we going to cover? Or what are we going to do? Again, it's all couples, right? Anything Absolutely. about couples, stages of life, if they're in there for better stage or they're for worse stage or all sorts of different stuff. We're going to cover that. We talked about, hey, why do we want to be, why do we want to do a podcast, right? Yeah, you know? and you're you're going to hear from, especially a lot of family members, um, uh, friends. Um, but again, if you know somebody that you think would be, which I don't even know if I did I say that before. Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody that you think would be interesting for us to talk to, and they have a story to tell. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to have them call in and you know talk to them about their story. Yeah, we'd love to hear their story and understand, you know, what are they doing? Uh, how did their story start and where they're at in their story? And there's you know no judgment on anybody's story. I mean, there there's people that have lived through a lot, and we just we're just interested in hearing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it might help other couples, uh, especially newlyweds, get through those tough times in life. Yep, absolutely. So we covered that. We covered the news. We covered our story. We covered 10 questions that you hear every week. And so we, we hope you had a good time enjoying the podcast. And we appreciate you listening to today's podcast. You can follow Not Just an Old Married Couple podcast on the following social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook at Not Just an Old Married Couple podcast. And also on Instagram at the same name, Not Just an Old Married podcast. Our new episodes are released on Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. So please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode on your favorite platform. Have a great week and keep your relationship strong. Well, listen, thanks for doing the podcast with me. Thank you for doing it with me. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>